Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 133. In this episode, is progress good? This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. I'm now at an age where it often feels like I have more to look back on than I have to look forward to. I can look back with fond memories of meeting my wife and of getting married, of buying our first house of having children, of starting a new business, of hearing a new song that I just knew I would love for the rest of my life, of seeing West Ham win a trophy. I'm still happily married, but our family home has become the financial albatross around my neck that prevents me from fishing as much as I would ideally like. My children have evolved from little bundles of joy into surly ingrates that are constantly hungry and who flatly refuse to leave the family nest regardless of how unwelcome I try to make them feel. I rarely work on my business, because my time is taken up working for my business. The last album that really rocked me on my musical heels was The Bends by Radiohead. That was 23 years ago. Wait, can that be right? And there's more chance of me winning a Nobel Prize for Literature than there is of West Ham winning silverware of any kind any time soon. I know it sounds like I've contracted a nasty dose of grumpy old sods disease, and maybe there's a little truth in that. But this is more than just a nostalgia for the past. This is a frustration with the present and a concern for the future. Be sure to check out Demolition TV on YouTube, the only YouTube show dedicated to demolition. On the face of it, there's very little to get nostalgic about in Demolition's past. Sure, men of a certain age will grow all misty-eyed if you show them a photo of an old RB crawler crane and a wrecking ball. But while that machine held sway in the UK demolition business, Demolition men were being maimed and killed in their droves. There can be little question that many of the things we now take for granted in the modern demolition industry are a vast improvement on what went before. The universal use of hard hats and PPE instead of flat caps and tweed jackets. The use of high-reach excavators and demolition robots that have pushed man further and further from the work face and out of harm's way. The advent of specialist attachments to break, munch, cut, crunch, grab, and sort materials for recycling and reuse. And the fact that men are very rarely killed in the line of duty. It would take an absolute pedant to argue that the modern demolition business is not better than the demolition business of old, in just about every conceivable way. Well, I am that pedant. I've got this. If you're a demolition equipment owner, operator, or enthusiast, then there's only one place to be in July next year. The 4th Demo Expo will take place at the Hertfordshire Showground from the 4th till the 6th of July. And it promises to be the biggest Demo Expo yet. So put those dates in your diary and join us at the Hertfordshire Showground for Demo Expo 2019. It's going to be epic. You see, as far as I can tell, virtually every major development in the demolition business in the last 20, 30 or 40 years has made the practice of demolition actually getting a structure on the ground easier, faster and safer. And yet during the same period, actually running a demolition business has grown progressively and inexorably harder. It's become harder to start a new demolition business because the barriers to entry are so high and so abundant. 
it's become harder to sustain an existing demolition business because a company owner now is required to spend most of his or her time jumping through legislative hoops rather than growing their business. It's become harder to make a profit from demolition because the cost of just about everything rises constantly. It's become harder to enjoy the potential trappings of owning a successful demolition business because you're constantly worried about falling foul of some new piece of legislation, of something untoward being filmed on one of your sites by a disgruntled neighbour with a smartphone and a Facebook account, of winding up in jail because someone chose to ignore the training you paid handsomely to provide and who is now lying dead as a result of an act of stupidity or a momentary lapse of concentration. It's literally just occurred to me while I'm writing this script that this is very much like the preposterous changes in the British legal system. A legal system that's become so obsessed with the rights of the criminal that they often seem to take precedence over the needs of the victim of the crime. I'm all for workers' rights. I'm all for workers going home safely at night. I'm totally behind abiding by the letter of the law. But surely, surely, we've gone too far. To subscribe to The Demolition Magazine, just head over to demolitionnewsstore.com. I hate to say it, but we all should have seen the writing on the wall. The screws have been tightening on demolition company owners for years, decades even. We all bought into the promise of a cleaner, safer, richer and brighter future. But brighter for who? At what point did we all agree that personal responsibility for worker safety should be replaced by a system in which the man or woman that owns the company, the person that pays the wages and provides the training, could lose their freedom in the event of an accident not of their making? When did we switch from being paid in line with a written contract to getting paid when the client feels like paying and how much the client feels like they can spare? Or that those same clients would expect to audit our procedures and practices? Who the hell decided that the job of a health and safety officer could be best served filling out forms in the office rather than patrolling sites and advising or lambasting workers? When did we become so cowed by legislation that we now provide hydration advice and fucking sun protection cream in case workers get a bit thirsty on a hot day or get a bit burned by nasty old Mr Sun? Seriously, if you'd said to a demolition company owner 30 years ago that he would be expected to produce a training matrices for each of his employees, the resulting answer would have come in two parts, both questions in their own right. 1. What the blue hell is a matrices? 2. What the fuck are you still doing in my office? Sadly, like the decision to leave the European Union, like the decision to elect Donald Trump, like the decision to make anyone with the surname Kardashian famous, We've brought this on ourselves. We've bought into a dream of a brighter, safer future without fully comprehending the likely consequences. Like the fact that the cost of wages, fuel, training, equipment and insurance have probably doubled in the past decade, while the amount that could be charged with demolition has remained largely unaltered. Like the fact that we would need to employ people specifically to ensure that we were legally compliant. Like the fact that we would each have to become experts in commodities training, finance, insurance, taxation, training and the science behind engine emissions. Does all of this make me a miserable old curmudgeon? Does all of this mean I'm just trapped in the past? Quite possibly. But the fact remains. The life of the demolition worker has improved beyond all recognition in the last few decades, while at the same time the life of the demolition company principal has grown significantly harder. And as far as I can see, there's currently little sign of things improving any time soon. Now, if you need me, 
I'll be over here listening to my Ultravox albums. And no, they're not being streamed on Spotify. They're on vinyl, like they're supposed to be. That was better in the past too. Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio, dedicated to demolition.